Okay, well, this is time for our communion. Those who come to our church long enough know that we do this every Sunday because it's the biblical way, right? And, uh, and it's something that's good for us uh, because, um, you know, the uh, communion is a time that we come clean before God. We confess before the communion, then we get cleansed and we feel filled with the Holy Spirit and we walk by the power of God and for His glory. So let's come clean before God. Give Him a moment of confession. God, our Heavenly Father, we come to your throne of majesty and grace. We come here today because of your love in electing us before the foundation of the world, in sending your Son to give us the redemption from our sins, and in uh, giving us the Holy Spirit and your word to let him illuminate so we understand and we believe by the seed of faith you place in us. And uh, we come here to thank you for your love, for your, uh, for your sovereign work of salvation you have performed unto us and we are here to pledge that we will not only receive your grace but we are grateful and we try to live a graceful life toward others so that your love may be shine and manifest and then bring the life of Christ uh, visible to others so that it may be try attracted to come to your to, to your family we come here to, first of all, to confess our sins. We know that even though we have been paid by Christ's life on the cross, and uh, even though we have been redeemed, even though we have been saved because our spirit have been, have been regenerated, even though our conscience have been revived, but our soul is still being sanctified, and our body still contains the sinful nature, which is suspect to the temptations of the world and Satan. And sometimes we have the wrong thoughts and words and actions that do not please you and does not agree with your uh, holy nature. And those are sins. As believers, we still may sin. And when we do that, we do not lose our relationship to you, thanks to you, your sovereignty and your promise, but we do lose our fellowship with you. And with that, our fellowship with fellow believers. So we pray that as we confess our sins, we pray that you give us new strengthened, um, uh, new power from the Holy Spirit who lives in us. And we pray that he fills us again and will empower us to defeat the temptations, to resist sins, and to have victory over Satan in uh little areas to big areas, from thoughts to words to actions, so that in our victory you may have glory. So here we confess, here we receive the forgiveness again, and here we ask for the uh, strength and power and the uh, leading again. We do this all in the name of Jesus Christ and for his glory.
In our devotional communion, we have been doing a series called The Spirit of the Law. Where we remember what is the first spirit of the law. Be grateful. God saved us from slavery to sin. So be grateful. Right? What's number two? Be faithful. Worship God alone and don't make idols. And don't make him into idols. And don't make idols into gods. What is number three? Be consistent. If you say you are a believer, live like a believer. Okay? What's number five? Num- number four, be trusting. Okay? F- giving God a seventh of your time for, for um, Sabbath day in Israel. And that is trusting that God will actually give them more, not less. Right? And then there are others about giving the firstborn, about tithing, etc. It's all related to trusting God. And the seasons, seasonal feasts are about trusting in God's work in Christ. For the spring feasts are about Christ's first coming, and the fall feasts are about Christ's second coming. They are hidden to Israel, but by observing those feasts, they put their faith in what God will do in the future. That's be trusting. So these four are the religious proportion of the Ten Commandments, the spirit of law. The fifth, you may say it's a civil political one. What's the, the, the moniker describing that? Be obedient. Okay. Who do you obedient? Who are you obedient to? To the people whom God set ob- over our head. Okay. All authority on heaven uh, and uh, on the earth are established by God. Do we believe that? Well, it's said in the Bible. Are they all righteous? No, no. But are we supposed to be obedient? Yes, unless. Okay, unless what? Unless they command us to do something that God told us not to do or not to do things that God told us we must do. Unless in such situation we obey these authorities. Why? Because they are set, established by God. Not because they are right, but because God is right. Okay. So those that, that, that fifth one is kind of a, uh, a pivot between the vertical and the horizontal. So the next five, I would say four are social and the five and the last one, the tenth, is psychological. Okay. So what are the f- social laws? What's the top social value? Well, the law says you shall not murder, which means you respect life. Okay. And then the next law says you shall not commit adultery, which means you respect marriage. Why marriage? Well, because life comes from marriage. Okay? And then today we are dealing with the next one. What the law said? Say, the eighth commandment. Thou shalt not steal, which means the spirit of the law, you shall respect property. Okay? Why property? Because, well, life came from marriage, marriage comes Cause families and how what do family live by? Property. Okay. So uh, there are orders of importance. You don't take away life for the sake of property. Okay. But on the other hand, uh, life and marriage. There are act- actually occasions when you take away life for the violation of marriage. What do you do to adulterers in Israel? You stone them. Right. Okay. And uh, and why? Well, because marriage produces life. So it's to the level of life. But property is not never to the level of life. Okay? So it seems to be a, lev- a level less. But on the other hand, I would say it's a slippery slope. Okay? 
to disrespect life and marriage is, seems to be obviously is wrong. But to disrespect property, ownership, especially criticizing the rich who have a lot more than they need to live, it's very easy to do. Okay? That's why communism is based on the disrespecting of property rights. They say private ownership is evil because selfishness produces evil. So private ownership is selfishness, and let's remove private ownership, then everyone will be equal. Well, the problem people are not born equal. Okay? They have different levels of smartness, different levels of strength. They naturally make different levels of income. And then how do you keep everybody equal? As a result, somebody have to be above others, right? All animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others, right? So that's why communism in inherently is evil, because it's self-contradictory. But it took on a weak spot of human nature, that we think respecting property is a much lows, lower level than respecting of life and marriage. Yes, it's lower in a sense, but no, it is still an absolute God-given right to own private property. Okay? And then if it's somebody else's property, it's none of your business. Okay? Just don't think about it. Be happy with God give you, satisfy your needs, not necessarily all your wants, but all your needs, and then be grateful and be graceful. That's all happy life is about. If you're jealous and then covetous, and there are always somebody having more than you, and you always live in misery. You see, that's the beginning of condemning your soul by letting you disrespect others' private ownership okay, of property. So we are all weak in easy sub subjection to this kind of temptation. Okay. And then let's just uh, be obedient. These are the spirit of the law. Be obedient to all of them, not selectively. Right? So recognizing that, that we are easy targets to fall on this issue. Okay? So let's make it absolute. And recognize that we fall sometimes. So come to Christ. Confess, repent, be forgiven, and be strengthened, empowered, and live on victoriously. And it's all because what Christ did on the cross. He gave his body as a redemption for our sins, and this is unleavened bread. It represents a sinless life, which should not have died, but he gave it up himself. If he is the new Moses, he struck the rock, which is his own body himself. He gave it up himself. Okay. So from his body that was struck, the rock of salvation came out the living water, which is the Holy Spirit that today comes out of our own spirit because he lives in us. Okay. So be thankful. Remember his sacrifice. And now when we eat it, we remember his life is now part of our life. Actually, our old life has died with him, and we have his new life. Let it live out and take control. The body of Christ was taken for us, taken to remembrance of him.
Jesus Christ shed his blood on the cross, it covers us from God's wrath over sin. And uh, when God looks down from heaven and we are covered by his blood, he sees the righteousness of Christ. He won't see our sin. That's how we are saved, uh, spared from God's judgment of the world to come. And also, uh, he, he covers us not only from God's wrath, he also, he's, it's like his coat covers us, like um, Boaz's coat covered Ruth. Okay, so Jesus Christ, he provides for his uh, bride, and he promised when he comes back, he will drink real wine of celebration to celebrate his victory and then for his glory. And we wait for that day. And we, when we take this, remember the past, his grace, and also expect the future. So live holy life for him. Take this in remembrance of him. Dear Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for loving us like no man has ever loved another person and or his wife in the level that giving his life for his wife. You gave his life for your bride, for the church, and um, that is highest love ever shown. We are here because of your grace. We are grateful, and we, we vow our loyalty to you. We belong to you. And uh, even though now the church is betrothed, not wedding yet, but we belong to you already, according to the Jewish tradition, the betrothed are part of family. So we now are living between your two comings. We have your Holy Spirit, the one person of God who's with us, and we are promised the other two we will see face to face in the future. So we pray, Lord Jesus, that for your honor and glory, we want to be loyal and faithful and glorifying and pure for you. And we pray that you keep us holy and faithful as long as we are willing to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And we are willing to do so because we accepted your love and we love you. In your name we pray.